Welcome. This is Frog Talk, episode one. My name is Chris. I go by Frog or the Frog Soul. And with me, I have my two co-hosts, Richie the Lionhearted. Hello, I'm Richie. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't. I was like waiting for you to say both of us. <laughs> and uh, my good buddy, Seth, also known as Sparked here. What's up? <laughs> How are you both How's doing? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Just chilling. Yeah, yeah, just hanging out. Great, great. Okay, so Frog Talk. So I started this podcast as a way to kind of boost my uh, my channel a little bit with Twitch and to just discuss things that I can't normally discuss on stream um, with uh, a couple of my buddies who we ha- we have these talks all the, the time, you know, amongst ourselves. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to bring it together into a podcast format. So we're going to be discussing. Um, video game news, um, anything going on in the community, and anything going on with video game culture in general. And we're not here to be any kind of uh, serious. Uh, we're just we're just here to have fun and a laid back time and just talk about topics. Now bring on the goofs! Right on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we'll just kick things right off. So I'm. In the first episode, I'd just like to do um, an introduction on who we are as hosts, just to give a, a little bit of background on who we are, so that when people tune in in the future, they can uh, decide whether they, they fall in line with what we believe in terms of gaming or what we like or not. All right, so, are you on line with that? Episode one, very nice. <laughs> are you with us gamers? Let's go. <laughs> So I'll kick things off first. So um, I started gaming when I was uh, around, I'd say 13 is when I got my Game Boy Color. That was my first console. I didn't really start gaming before that because my parents were very adamant that I shouldn't be around gaming. They didn't like it. They thought it was going to make me stupid or just degrade my learning processes. And so like they were very adamant do not allow chris to, to play video games even though i really really wanted to play them all my friends in my neighborhood had game systems and i would go over to their houses to play them uh but i could never have anything of my own well then 13 came around and i just kept insisting i wanted something so they're like fine game boy i got my game boy color pokemon pinball it was amazing. Well, <laughs> you guys ever play Pokemon <laughs> Pinball? Yes. No, I didn't. Yes. I played that thing all the time. That was great. Nice. One of my favorite games. Frustrating. Uh, I don't think I ever did anything with it other than the first level. Right? I think all pinball games are a little frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, especially the one for a bit. Remember that one? I just remember which one? Space Cadet for Windows. Like it was like on the old original, oh, like Windows God. 95. <laughs> We're showing our age, right? <laughs> oh, I didn't. Uh, Pokemon Pinball have like a Rumble thing on the cartridge, 
or am I thinking of something different? I remember the cartridge just looking a little different than a normal one. Hmm. Maybe not. Yeah, it was a little bit different because it had the rumble feature. It was like one of the only Game yeah. Boy games that had a rumble yeah, feature. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Um, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so from there, just moved on to consoles and sixty four. I did some PC gaming, StarCraft, uh, Hasbro games, uh, The Incredible Machine. If you guys ever heard of that, um, and um, then it just sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then just moving forward in life, and and now I'm on the PS. Four or PS4 Switch. I'm not really a PC guy. Um, I know Richie is, and but well, I not just really have, not yet. Well, not not fully, but I think that's like where the future is. Is probably PC gaming. They're gonna they're gonna end consoles eventually. It's just when. I don't know at this point. You I feel like they're gonna end consoles. Um, I feel like I feel like they're just gonna start turning consoles into into like little PCs, basically. That's true. Pretty that's, much. That's basically how they're going to eventually justify it. They're just be like, hey, just do our brand of PC instead of building your own. Right. Right. But yeah, but, so anyway, so that's that's where I'm at right now. I got all, all the main consoles. Um, my favorite kinds of games are, are I like roguelikes, um, RPGs, action adventures, puzzle games. Um, I think I'm really good at racing games, but there aren't that many racing games I like out there. So I don't play them all that often, but I do like racing games. Uh, Richie, how about you? Uh, I'll start with I hate racing games, <laughs> just for the just for, <laughs> just for clarification and contrast. Uh, no, really quick question: What's a Hasbro game? You like glossed over that super quick. I was really oh I was okay. No so Hasbro, they, they posted a lot, or they did a lot of um, PC games back in the day, like um, Frogger. Glover. Uh, oh, okay. I didn't know that was done by Hasbro. Went back to they went. They posted a lot, or they did a lot for PS One too. Like a lot of the PC games were also on PS One, so a gotcha. lot of people know of Glover and Frogger and all those kinds of Hasbro type games. So that's that's what I meant. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, so the starting with how long? Uh, I've been gaming the opposite. I've been gaming since I was literally like like five days old or something because not particularly <laughs> with with the controller in my hands but the story always goes that when i was like a little kid and my mom would like wake up in the middle of the night to like feed me or something or whatever you do with little children you two know i don't um <laughs> but like when my mom would wake you up were there she, <laughs> yeah and my memory is not um but anyway when <laughs> when that would happen in the middle of the night my mom would do one of two things. She would either watch Return of the Jedi or she would play Super Mario Brothers. And so, like, I just was, like, immediately, I guess, indoctrinated or something like that. So I just, you know, I played the original Nintendo. You know, I played Mario and, like, Metroid. For some reason, I didn't play Legend of Zelda. Somehow I didn't get my hands on that. Uh, a lot of punch-out. Sad. Yeah, I know. It is very sad. Like, when I think about it, I was like, man, I really missed out. Um, and then, you know, as I grew up, like, I think I stuck, I stuck with Nintendo for a while cause we got, I got a Super Nintendo for Christmas. My brother, that same Christmas got a Genesis. So I played a little Sonic and like some Streets of Rage and stuff on Genesis, but mostly played like a ton of Super Nintendo. Um, had a 64, had a GameCube and then... I think my first non 
uh, Nintendo system was the first Xbox because of Halo. I had friends in high school that were just Ooh, like, Halo. Halo. So, like, I was just like, I moved to Pennsylvania after I graduated high school and I was like, I'm going to have my own Xbox now. So I sold my GameCube to GameStop for probably like five cents and used it, used that measly nickel to buy an uh, Xbox. I think it was four cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so then, yeah, best so we can do four cents. <laughs> best we can do. So then through and uh, did Xbox. I had the Xbox and Xbox 360. And then thanks to good old Seth Sparktier here, uh, when it came to the next gen after that, we all of us kind of switched over to PlayStation at that point. So this was like this was the first real PlayStation I've owned, other than like I had a PS1 that I bought from somebody in math class for twenty dollars, which sounds like a really shady deal, but it was pretty funny. It was like <laughs> it was like Sharpied blue. Like his little sister like took a blue sharpie to the whole thing and just like sharpied the entire thing blue. Uh, <laughs> And then, Three cents. That's what we could I, do. Yeah, I think I only played Metal Gear Solid on that, and that was like the only thing I played. I just like, oh, good game. Wait, on the PlayStation? On PlayStation One, yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought you went ham on play uh, Final Fantasy Seven. No, Final Fantasy Seven I had for the computer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I had that for the for the computer because we didn't have anything that could play it. And but I had first played it on PlayStation. My sister was watching some kid, and I played it there, and I was like so obsessed with it. When I was like playing, I was like, "Oh my god, what is this?" And then my sister, I guess, like paid attention or something, because then for Christmas that year, she bought me a, a PC copy of it, and nice. yeah, we played the crap out of it. That's nice. actually how you know. Spoiler for you know a twenty year old game, or however long it is. But my brother found out that Eris died before we even got there because on the PC you could like look at the system files, and so we were like clicking through them and we clicked on the cinematic, and so we clicked on the cinematic for her dying like well before. <laughs> so like that part was like ruined for us before it even happened. We were just like, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just like yeah. I remember we hoped that's a hell that. Of a spoiler. <laughs> no, we were hoping there was some way. I think it was because I was looking for the cinematic with the the, the motorcycle because I was like, oh my god, you missed it. This motorcycle cinematic was so cool, and I knew you could find the cinematics in the in like the file folders. Eric so, dead. So I was like looking through the <laughs> getting a motorcycle. I got dead air. Um, Yikes. As a, yeah, so I was forget like these two now. I basically I kind of play everything to a degree. I hate like I said, I hate racing games and like sports games because they feel kind of useless. Um, but you know, like any kind of RPG or action adventure, roguelike, you know, you name it. I I have way too many too many games, too many styles of games. I like co-op, but that's kind of like my main thing. I'm, well, I think we we all like co-op here, you know. Yeah, I'm, I, push I think you have to be co-op. some kind of like weird degenerate if you don't like co-op games. Well, like I you just the like, reason you're a masochist and just like all the multiplayer games out there. Hey, I like it the most out of the three of us is because I'm not as competitive as the two of you are. Like, it's I don't care true. about yeah. as much. You guys definitely care about competition a lot more. Yep. Which is strange would, because you know you're. I mean, there's not you're not too much older than both of us, and um, yeah, you know, you gotta wonder if you know just a few years changes sort of like the different games that were out when we were growing up, and well, we'll get into that later about yeah, yeah. Seth, tell us about yourself. 
So I've been, you know, uh, sort of like Richie, I've been playing games since, you know, uh, as long as I can remember. Uh, there is a picture of me uh, sitting, I was probably like two years old, holding a controller, a uh, Nintendo controller, and, uh, you know, fiddling, fiddling around with it. But, you know, my parents would have purchased it probably more for my sister because my sister was seven years older than me. And, uh I don't know where my dad got the interest because if you knew my dad, he was very much like a woodsman, like, you know, kind of a burly, you know, I'm going to be in the woods all day hunter. And you would looking at him, you'd never know he played games. And uh, so I don't actually know where he got the interest, but he did. And that's really what got me into it because, it, you know, I or it was already there when I grew up and watching my sister play and my dad play. That's what got me into it. You know, and probably the earliest memories I have of that is watching my dad playing Metroid and just being obsessed nice. with it and just like, you know, remembering the music and this and that. And of course uh, the story always went uh, when I was, uh, you know, just an infant, I'd be, you know, screaming and crying. And my, my mom would tell my sister to play super Mario uh, just to calm me down. And that would shut me up right away. You know? So it's just like, <laughs> You know, it's, it's it, you know, and uh, from then on, you know, I just uh, it was in the house and, you know, grew up with the, the NES. And for most of the first five years of my life or actually whenever the Sega came out, because then we got Sega next. And then uh, after the Sega, we went right to the PlayStation. So unfortunately, uh, you know, I didn't get the experience of playing the Super NES or N64, um, but I had a lot of good memories with the PlayStation. That was pretty much the main one. And then after that, of course, I got the PlayStation 2, 3, and 4, you know, all the way up till now. Um, I did have GameCube, which I loved a lot, too. Um, but... Uh, before I was really understanding how to play RPGs, I would watch my uh, my dad and my sister play Final Fantasy VII. And that's really uh, what got me into it. Because then, when I was old enough to actually understand what was going on, you know, that was it. You know, I was, you know, I had already watched it and I was already into it. And then playing it was a whole new experience. Um, but other than that, uh, the kind of games I'm into, you know, I'm. It's, gosh, I, I I'm really into survival horror, and I probably got into Silent Hill way before I should have because. <laughs> You know, my dad had it, and for the longest time, when I put it the disc in, it would always get stuck on the loading screen, and I never knew how to fix it. And then one day, I was like, I, you know, maybe someone said something to me, and I was like, huh, I better, you know, try to clean off the disc. And finally, it worked, and th that was it. I was like into it. You know, it terrified me, but I loved it, and that's what got me uh, into the survival horror genre. And um, not really so much Resident Evil early on much later on but silent hill was where it was at for me so playing that uh as as young as i was uh probably traumatized me in certain ways but uh it totally got me into that type of gaming um of course you know just the action adventure platformers you know of course um multiplayers i really like point and click games um there was a really i feel like it's obscure today the game called dig um and not not I, dig dug just dig no no no, no right. not dig dug dig it was a oh, okay. Quick game. okay and uh again i remember going to bed this is probably when i was like five and we had 
in our house like this accordion folding door and i remember waking up in the middle and uh, we're not sorry probably just not going to sleep in the first place and then like <clears throat> slowly opening up and peeking through and i could see my dad playing this game and i would just <laughs> creepy as it sounds i would just watch him. <laughs> and it was like uh you know and i watch him play other things and I, this one game i forget what it's called i'll think of it later but it was uh, another point and click game but it, it was really scary for the time um uh, and I remember giving me nightmares after it, but um, Day of the Tentacle. Yeah, right. No, not the tentacle, <laughs> which is one I want to still play. Amnesia. No, no, but um, it was it was one from the '90s. But um, other than yeah. that, you know, real time strategy games, um, and and uh, like you, Chris, puzzle games, and uh, you know, I don't really like racing games as much. But you know, of course, I'm sure with a lot of people who don't like racing games, like I'm into Mario Kart and Crash Team Racing. Um, those are the only two I yeah, like, right? like Mario Kart and Crash Team. I can't stand like these, the you know, this, like Grand fast Turismo furious type. And, yeah, yeah. Gran Turismo. Like, I can't. It's weird. I used to play that uh, with my. It's uncle. just too serious for me. I can't. Like I don't know. I like the more fun, yeah, like sure. shooting things, killing or, people you, on the track, sorry. blue shells. I don't know if you've you heard of it. I used to play a lot of Jet Moto. That was for PlayStation 1. Right, and Jet Moto. That I was obsessed with. Um, but yeah, as I What about up, uh, Road Rage? Have you ever played that? Yes, yes. Road Rage. That's not really... It's a racing changes. game, but it's more like you, you just beat the crap out of one another. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had so many good times with that. But, Love that um, game. And then, of course, yeah, sports games. I was never into, probably because I'm not into sports in the first place, dude. Except right. NBA, NBA Jam was like okay, you okay, know, yeah. NBA that was Jam. He's like boom shakalaka. You like break the, the break the the glass and the ball would be yeah. far. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, and then yeah, puzzle games. Um, I'm really nice. uh, into the sort of uh, there, there's a game on the iPhone um, called The Room, uh, kind of just like where you tap around and like kind of figure out mechanical puzzles and stuff. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that kind of nice. stuff. Yeah, I, I like the the dyn- uh, not the dynamic the the contrast between our like backgrounds and and gaming, like how we got started, like, like my parents not wanting me to be a part of it, but I eventually grew into it where you guys kind of were almost encouraged or grew up around it. And it's, it's so different, but I like it. And we all kind of end up around the same sort of point where we just all love it, you know, depending on our background. Exactly. So, yeah. Two, two, um, random points that I have that regard Seth. One is, the fact that speaking of his dad, I think you could probably somehow sell his uh, save file on eBay <laughs> or something for Skyrim for like probably like a ton of money, considering how much like epic armor and like all the stuff he had for that game. Yeah, yeah, he played that game like so much. Yeah, he had like he he. he... I don't think he hundred percent completed the game, but he was definitely part of almost every like organization. It's been a while, yeah. but uh, yeah, he had like ridiculous armor because um, that's all he played. You know, he he loved it. You know, and I rest his soul. But uh, he, you know, he he loved the woods, and I think that's why he liked playing that game because it just reminded him of just like, you know, he liked those kinds of games. Yeah, and then the other Did point he- was I knew I knew Seth and I would were be very quick friends when the first time I went to his basement, there was just a random like pencil drawing of Yuffie on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, that was my sister. I was like, oh. 
And I feel so bad because when me and my one of my best friends growing up, we we, we had a dartboard down there in my in my parents' basement. <laughs> I don't know why, but we just threw darts at it because it was just drywall. My parents didn't like put anything up other than drywall in the basement. <laughs> just threw a billion darts in it, so it's still there, but it has a lot of dart holes in it. It's hysterical. <laughs> Seth, did uh, you ever hear those stories where where kids will play? like um, racing games or any kind of game where you have like a ghost that's saved in the game and of their like deceased parent. And then they'll actually get to go back and kind of like race against that, that ghost cart player, which is the parent save. Do you ever hear about these stories? I've heard of, does your dad have anything like that? Cause I'm so curious. I mean, unless they did that with Skyrim, which I don't think they did, but... uh, So he was just specifically like like Skyrim and stuff. Yeah. Make him an NPC in the game. Like his his character becomes an NPC. That would be really interesting. No, yeah, he he was pretty exclusive with some of the games he played, like Skyrim. He was really into the classic Wolfenstein like multiplayer. Ooh. Like my dad was hardcore into this Wolfenstein multiplayer game. He was in part of like his clan. Like sometimes wow. it's strange thinking about it because I never really, you know, I seen him do it. Um, it's but... interesting that you didn't. Like, tr- like I've seen different people try stuff like that, where like that you kind of like bring each other into it, kind of a thing. I don't know. I guess you didn't have a PC though. No, no, I didn't. Because he had to play that on PC. Right. Yeah, he was playing on PC. Because I used to play classic, like the actual story, um, yeah. on Wolfenstein. Uh, but yeah, never the multiplayer. Hmm. Crazy. Very nice. Well, so what games um, are you guys playing right now that you like to share with the audience? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go, Sethy boy? Sure. Uh, right now, uh, just as I'm sure we'll get into later, you know, being a parent of one, almost uh, soon to be two, uh, mobile gaming has been, it was already a big part of my life, but even more so now. Um, so the thing I'm actually playing most consistently is Brawl Stars. Um of course, with the Switch being as mobile mobile as it is, um, uh, I have a lot of games on there that I'm playing. But currently, I'm playing a game called Chasm, uh, Cave Story, uh, of course, Super Smash Bros. Mm. Ultimate when I have time. Um, and more recently on the phone, uh, a game called Pascal's Wager was released. And it's sort Pascal. of the... Oh, Pascal. Okay. Mm. Um was released on recently on the phone and it's most similar to a dark souls game which i don't really care for dark souls in the first place but for some reason i'm really like mobile so maybe that kind of like sold me but uh so i've been playing that messing around with it so it's kind of like my taste into dark souls um but right now that's kind of what i'm playing if i play anything else it's kind of like you know, a little bit here and there, but those are the main ones I'm playing as of now. Nice. Richie? Um, let's see. Uh, funny enough, on my own, it's not a podcast, but like a YouTube thing, I'm playing through uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but I only get to play it one hour a week since I'm streaming it. <laughs> I'm just, just streaming it. <laughs> Dreaming it for an hour, so it's just like it's it's a weird way to play a game. I'll tell you that much. Um, otherwise, I have been playing a lot of World War Z. 
because I just finally got into that and I really dig it. Uh, Chris and I have been playing the Blackout Club, which is like a newer game that's pretty pretty funky, pretty good. I like it a lot. With my other buddy, I play a lot of Apex, and we're like dying again. More dying light, obviously, in a little bit. Um, and then otherwise, yeah, I'm kind of like on a zombie kick. Like I literally just re-downloaded this game that was called Zombie, but minus the E. I don't know why they took the E away. And I re-downloaded Zomb. Hmm. No, just it's Zombie. Oh, Zombie. <laughs> Buy zombies. Yeah, by zombies. <laughs> just one zombie. Just one zombie. It's a zombie. Then... <laughs> oh, no. Just two uh, zombies. Really then, scary. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'll mess around with Daisy, but that game gets really frustrating really quick. Um, and then, last but not least, I'm playing a lot of Hollow Knight, trying to get through that, which is a really nice, nice. game. It's, That's a good one. It, it just Very has. Good. Yeah, that, that feel to it where you feel like you're playing a Nintendo game, but a Nintendo game that looks beautiful. Pretty much. But yeah, so that's nice. yeah, pretty much it. And one day, uh, the three get back on our Divinity 2 save, but you know, it'll be... <laughs> we'll, we'll get there one day. God when when we stop having kids, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so for myself, um, I'm kind of in the same boat with um, Seth. I, I just had a a kid that was born last month, so gaming consistently has been a little tough. Um, but I do dabble in um, a lot of indie titles. Like I just picked up this game, uh, "Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time," which awesome. I know, like Richie, you were telling me about it, and I was like, "Oh, this this game looks kind of dumb." But then when I actually like start playing it, I'm like, "Holy crap!" Like it's actually really in depth, and you could like play with four p- player locally. And it's basically like you just manage like a like a starship and there's like different sections of the ship that you have to manage. Kind of like if you're in the Millennium Falcon and you're like, okay, I need you to go on the turret. Okay, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to be the flyer. I need you to go work on the engines. Or you have to like keep running around and shifting positions to take on like enemies that are coming at you and, and navigating asteroid belts and stuff like that. It's really interesting. So does it have any similarities to like the mechanics of Overcooked? That's what it sounds yes. like when you say that. Yes. Kind of. But a little bit easier. It's like because the ship is yeah. a lot smaller. It's and it's too You're not constrained so- to time. Time limit is a big thing in Overcooked. Whereas this, you don't really have a time limit. It's more like you have to manage your health and like how like your ship's integrity. Because if like you take too much damage, you'll just lose the game. So you have to like manage, okay, like if I keep hitting too many asteroids, like I'm gonna fail. So you better put someone there who can blast them away with the turrets or navigate them with the with the booster engine or, or block them with the shields you know it's mm. it's fun i really like it so i'm dabbling in that and that same um, vein it's also a good party game yes I, i'll try it with you guys eventually i just haven't gotten around to, to what do you, what do you and have it on you have it on switch switch yeah right, cool switch it's on pretty much on everything it came out i think around 2017 it was free PC. on PlayStation at, at one point. That's how I had it. Yeah. Other than that, I'm just um, I consistently play um, Rocket League, um, Don't Starve Together, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and other like smaller like single player games. I'm playing um, After Party, made by the guys who made Oxen Free. It's pretty good. Wait, um, what's what's just, it called? After Oxen Party. Free. 
no, no. Oh, no, sorry. No. After party. Okay. It's about like you're you're these two pe- uh, college kids who somehow find themselves in hell, and their souls are going to be basically like constricted to the devil, and so they're trying to just figure out what the hell happened and get back. That to escalated Earth. quickly. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> they're just like at a college party. All of a sudden, they're in hell. It's like what the he- like what the hell? Like why am I in hell? You know. Um, they like die from drinking or something. I don't even know. Well, I, I you, do you don't know. For, like I, I still I don't know. For I'm still working my way through. You should. It's good. I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, the, those are the games I'm playing right now. Um, what games are you guys looking forward to playing into 2020? I know there's there's a lot of really high profile titles coming out mm-hmm. in 2020. Um, Richie, what, what what games are you looking at? Yeah, well, my my one answer is uh, one of the things we're going to talk about today because it's it's uh, uh, it might not happen in 2020, and it was probably the top of my list. Um, so we'll get there. Other than that, uh, Resident Evil Three that remake because yes, I just, uh, in mm-hmm. Resident Evil remake and absolutely love that, and so I'm just like kind of you know on on it to continue and and get to play because I did I never played Resident Evil Two the original. But I did play Resident Evil Three, the original, so I'm I'm pretty jazzed about that. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. I haven't. I don't. I guess I haven't really been paying too much attention to what's coming out, and just kind of living with what I have now and being excited by that. But that's the only thing that's really hit me there has been that. Oh, and uh, sorry. Um, what's what is it called? Overwatch, the the new Overwatch looks like. Oh new- yeah, I forgot Overwatch two, or is it yeah. part two? I forget what they're calling I, it. No, I think it is two. Just Overwatch two. Yeah. Well, that's good. I like that you like playing the games you have now because I will, you know, say like our our backlogs are insane, you know, <laughs> no, and you you feel right. like you want to get your value, you know, your your money's worth of the games you buy, and sometimes you're just like, oh, here comes the next game, and here comes the next game, and you're just like, I can't keep up. So exactly, that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Seth, what are you looking at? <clears throat> so, uh, the closest thing I think that's coming out. Um, well, uh, closer than well, my most anticipated for this year is, of course, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which got pushed back till April. Uh, I just always feel like that game's never coming out, and that's why I don't think of it. Well, Square, <laughs> Square Enix is is very famous for pushing back their games right before they're going to come out, so I'm not surprised, but I think it will. I, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, and before that, now uh, Doom Eternal. Uh, always been a, a fan of Doom, and yeah, uh, on the very other side of the spectrum is Animal Crossing: New Horizon. Mostly because my wife wants to play, and I, I, I didn't grow up playing Animal Crossing, but I got into it. Uh, I, I think it was New Leaf on the on the 3DS. Um, but yeah, I think my wife's more looking forward to that, which um, we'll be getting. Uh, some games that I missed that I eventually want to purchase is like Devil May Cry Five, um, the Resident Two remake, of course, yes, the Resident Three remake. And um, I'm not sure when this is supposed to come out. I can't remember, but Axiom Verge 2, because I really like the mm. first one. Oh, that's 2020. Is yeah, it 2020? I, don't know I think it's, yeah, I think it's fall, like closer to the, okay. probably the holiday season. Yeah. So I'm um, uh, definitely looking 
forward to that one. Um, but other than that, those are pretty much the the main ones I'm uh, looking forward to uh, for the most part. Very good. I'm like in the same boat as you guys. Like I kind of I'm dabbling in both of what you guys are interested. Overwatch 2 looks amazing. Um, I'm looking forward to Doom Eternal every single day. Mm-hmm. I, like I cannot wait for that to come out. Um, Final Fantasy 7, I would love to play because unlike you guys, I just haven't beaten it yet. And I feel like like it's like a sacrilege as a game where you can't you can't not say you didn't play Final Fantasy 7. Like what's wrong with you? That's it's like <laughs> it's it, it's a Cardinal landmark game. Yeah. So like I, I only played like maybe a third of that game. And then I got lost and I just, I don't know, I lost interest, which I hate saying that on the air, but it's true. So I, I want the the new remake to kind of pull me back in and, you know, make me a, a Final Fantasy VII diehard nerd. That'd be great. Um, but other than that, like Animal Crossing looks like a lot of fun. And uh, I'm kind of interested in that cyberpunk game uh, with Keanu Reeves. I, yeah, I don't know. Keanu Reeves just he's just he's he's just so majestic. Gotta love gotta love Keanu. Whatever he's in. Oh we do, do we? <laughs> he's like this age is Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But anyway, so before we end this section of the podcast, I would like to just know um you guys and for the audience how did you come up with your gamer tags? Um, but Seth, you're sparked here. Richie, you're the lionhearted. I'm the frog soul. Seth, how did you come up with, with sparked here as your gamer tag? Honestly, it's nothing special. Um, I think when I first got online with the PS3, I, you know, as naive as I was, gosh, when, when that, that would have came out, what? Uh, when did the PS3 come out? It wasn't 2006, was it? Uh, 2005 yeah, around there so i was like 15 16 yeah. as naive as i was i put um i mean not that it's unheard of but i thought of it i almost immediately regret it because i put it was seth uh x247 that was totally random but i just thought putting my name in was something um so after a while because that's when i was uh first game i ever played online was resistance uh fall of man for ps3 and after a while, I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have my name in there. I mean, not maybe that it really mattered, but I just didn't like it. So um, I created a new uh, PSN and I sat there for a while and thought, you know, a bunch of different names. It really wasn't anything special. Didn't really have any doesn't really have any meaning, um, I guess, in the best way I can explain it is just when me and my buddies were growing up. We always, uh, or my uh, one of my best friends growing up since uh, kindergarten, we always sort of when we play games or just play outside and use our imagination. He was always fire, and I was always ice. Um, and after a while, I was like, yeah, I really like electricity. I guess we were just focusing on elements. So maybe that had some relevance to it as I picked the word spark and tear. Who knows? I think I just thought of my brands like, ah, this sounds good. And I went with it. And uh, once I stuck with it, I, I never left it. So that's, that's as boring as that sound. That's how it came to be. 
Hmm. Nice. I don't think I ever heard that story from you before. No, that's interesting. Little Richie. known fact. Little known fact. Seth's Seth's first uh, gamer tag was Seth. His last name, his social security number, and his current, <laughs> yeah. his current address. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's why I really was like, eh, this, this doesn't sound right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, mine just comes from, I, uh, made a, you know, I do music and the Lionhearted is kind of like both my band and my, you know, quote unquote brand as annoying as it is for a human being to say that. Cause I don't know, <clears throat> that's just kind of the state of the world in some ways, but so the Lionhearted is just kind of a name that I created for myself when I wanted to start doing music a bit more seriously, but not, uh, not really have to worry about like a band itself. So I, you know, Richard the Lionhearted was a King of England at one point and I have no connection to England in any way, shape or form, but I, I liked the concept of the Lionhearted because as a adjective, it just means like highly courageous and that was just kind of something, you know, I've always loved Tolkien and C.S. Lewis and stuff like that. So kind of, I've always had this like night, nightly, like, does, you know, interest, I guess you'd say, like, even with Star Wars and Jedi Knights, like, I just. Well, you're always our designated paladin and yeah. tank. So, or knight. Yeah. Or like, yep. So exactly. Like, dragon like, that's just, that's been me all my life, just that kind of element. So. With that, it just kind of made sense that I just wanted to have this, like, this, you know, I get, again, I hate the word brand, but I'll just use it, this brand that had to do with, like, nightly courage and, and whatnot. So that was what I used music. So when I did uh, PlayStation, because originally it was Raging Sicilian, because <laughs> I was... <laughs> Please bring it back. <laughs> I was a big, angry Italian man who just, you know, would rage at everything. And so that just kind of made the most sense back in the Xbox 360 days. And then, you know, now now because of the concept of branding, like I wanted to do music and I want to mix it with YouTube and I want to mix all that with uh, gaming and ways. And so it just made sense for all of it to be kind of under one banner. So that's why I made the uh, gamer tag kind of the same as the band name, except on PlayStation, it's RP the Lionhearted because somebody already had just the Lionhearted. We'll kill him. Which if you're listening, we'll kill him. Then, yeah. We'll find him and sue him. Change your name. Or kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me. <laughs> and as for myself, um, for many years, I- I've changed the different gamer tags. I uh, used to be like Wacko Man or Wacko, and then I went to uh, one of my all-time favorites that <laughs> Richie came up with me, man. Wacko with you know like the Animaniacs. I love the Animaniacs. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was my name for a while, and uh, and then Richie gave me the name Dirty Lemco, uh, <laughs> just in passing, and I was just like, this is this is great. I love this, and then everyone's like, what the hell's a Lemco? Well, it's it's like a, a Slavic. Uh, uh, Caucasus Mountains type of um, people that live in Eastern Europe. So that's that's where I descend from. That's like my family background. Mm-hmm. So that he's just like, oh, you're you're a 
I'm not going to go in the whole story right now, but he just called me a dirty yeah. Lemko one day. And I just like, <laughs> wow. So like, that actually, you know, that sounds kind of cool. So I went with that. But then after a while, I got a little older and I'm like, I, I want to settle on a name. And uh, I got, I wanted to find something that actually meant something to me. So I know it's like, down, it's like, like you, you know, Chris, yeah, you I mean, settle down, choose a different well, like, like kind of like Richie, I wanted to build sort of a brand. And I was like, what, what, like, do people know me for and, and stuff like that? And a lot of people just know I love, I love frogs. I love, I love those little, little critters. Yeah, little and, I love uh, and that's that's an understatement i think i think everyone would say that's an understatement like my kid has got so many frog stuffed animals now it's it's unreal it's freakish. Um, it's <laughs> but I, I i don't know there's there's something about the the frog that i connect with spiritually and, and as a, an identity like i i love to sing frogs croak they sing they they're they're in tune with their environment I feel like I'm pretty empathetic and I kind of know what's what's going on with people around me. So you'd um, say you vibe with them on a soul level? <laughs> yes. Segue. <laughs> there you go. So I figured it's like, it's my spirit animal. It's my soul creature. So I was like the, the frog soul. And it also kind of mirrored Richie's name, the lionhearted, you know, his, his animals, the, the lion and he has the heart. So you got the frog and the soul. So, so I just I think need- that's kind of a, do I need to change? You don't need to change to, your name, Sam. So. Change my name to Spark Body. You got Spark, Spark Body. You gotta be like Wolf. Body. I don't know, Wolf Mind or something. I don't know. Heart Soul Mind. On Steam, Maddie was the Owl Minded. Remember that one? Oh yeah, he likes owls. I forgot about that. But that was his. Yeah. So anyway, that's where I got my name. But I also kind of. Have you ever played Link's Awakening? I told Richie this story that Link's Awakening is one of my all-time favorite games. And one of the parts in the games is you you learn this song called The Frog's Song of Soul. And so I kind of got inspired to make my name off of that. Like my favorite game, plus all the other stuff I just said. There you go, The Frog's Soul. But I just go by Frog mostly. Nice. So yeah, there's the origin of Frog Talk. A little bit like why, where did frog get frog is that frog why we're all wearing frog costumes that you ordered for us right now <laughs> but that, no one asked you to wear them but wondering why we we're in these for a podcast <laughs> the product of the, the late 80s early 90s you know remember back in the day with the old ph word fat you know, he couldn't settle on PHROG. <laughs> so. Well, I justify the PH because of my name being Christopher. There's a PH and 7F. So oh, there we go. There you go. There go. See, I didn't even make yeah. that connection. Good. The things there you learn. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you guys know us a little bit better as hosts, we're going to move into um, one of my favorite sections that I've been planning, um, the news section, which is we just talk about topics that I find during the week that I that might be interesting to our listeners and to us as gamers in particular. And we just kind of read the articles and discuss them a little bit and, you know, just just a little fun talk about. And some people might think this is a, a hacky segment that just you throw in for a podcast, but Chris literally does send us news stories about gaming almost all the time. And we <laughs> so never this, read is like, them. this is this is like a hundred percent 
like it's all me. Real. We all, <laughs> yep. Yeah, for those who don't know, I used to write for a, a gaming site for a, for a couple of years. I did gaming news, so I I still have a passion for it. I just you know took up so much time. I I couldn't both write and play games. It just too much during the day and like right, a full time you know, job. One hand you have the the pen, and the other hand you have a controller. You can't do it. Exactly. I'm not unless, unless you're unless you're Chris's brother and you're playing both characters in smash versus each other <laughs> <sighs> i hate him <laughs> all right so our first article today which i know hits home with both seth and richie um is uh dying light 2 got delayed indefinitely uh dying light 2 is uh, or dying light the series is, is about zombies in like an open world setting and parkour and stuff like that and so it was just a shocker this week that we got a game. Not only are games being delayed left and right this year, we got Metro, uh, not Metro, uh, Doom Eternal got delayed a while ago. Uh, we got Final Fantasy VII got delayed. Cyberpunk uh, got delayed. It, it just seems like a whole year of delays. And, and I was just like, well, and this one just got delayed indefinitely. So I'm, I was curious as to what happened. So the article reads, um, Techland's follow-up to its open-world zombie game from 2015 has been pushed back. The Polish publisher announced on Monday that the sequel will not make its originally scheduled release window of spring 2020. We're initially aiming for a spring 2020 release with Dying Light 2, but unfortunately we need more development time to fulfill our vision. Our priority is to deliver an experience that lives up to our own high standards and to the expectations of you, our fans. Well, um, Richie and Seth, what, what do you, what do you think about this? I'm honestly a, a fan of it to a degree because, um, well, number one, the thing I think that should just happen is game developers like wait a hot second before they announce stuff yes. and they just need to just say, Hey, it's, don't say it's coming out in 2020 if you're not 100% sure. Like, wait till you're 100% sure and then say it. And then that solves that problem right there. You don't even have to, like, worry about it. Um, but I am a fan of it because what the, the last thing we need is, like, another, like, Assassin's Creed Unity where, like, you're trying to, like, run around and all of a sudden you just see a, a man without a face. It's just his teeth and eyeballs. And you're like, oh, God. You know, like, that kind of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anybody remembers the Yes, I remember that. Fuck. We're just well, like, the thing about the sorry the the big no, thing no, no, about this is the 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 indefinitely is what got me intrigued <laughs> yeah. in this because you no know, normally developers will say oh they push it back just to polish things this usually when I hear indefinitely or indefinite usually means there's something going on behind the scenes where either there's a shakeup with the publisher or the developer or or um. It's basically bad things you, you, like it's either going to come out really bad if they push it out now or later on down the line like when they push back uh duke nukem uh forever for like 11 years for and when forever? that finally came out <laughs> holy crap what a dumpster fire duke, duke um, nukem takes forever <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's a meme duke nukem forever um but yeah, that, that's what intrigued me here. I was like, indefinite. That doesn't sound good. So looking at the wording, so yeah, in the in the top part, it says indefinitely. I don't know why they did that, because the words they said were, 
We were initially aiming for a spring release with Dying Light 2, but unfortunately we need more development time to fill the mission. So, like, it sounds like they don't want to give another date because they don't want to be accused of constantly pushing something back. So instead of saying, you know what, we're going to push it back to summer 2020 and then give themselves another deadline, they're just like, you know what, we're going to push it back indefinitely until we know what we're talking about, which I think is smart because from what I've seen of this and like why I was excited for it is it seems like they have like a really, really big vision for it. Like where, you know, it would take a lot of work to create a game that can go that deep. And so I'd rather them sit there and know what their vision is and go, you know what, we're not a hundred percent sure if we're ready for it to come to that point. So instead of giving ourselves like a weird, you know, like a weird uh, deadline that we're, not quite 100 percent sure about let's just say it's indefinite for now and you know once we get closer to it we'll figure it out yeah right like Seth? you were like you were saying richie before um i think uh like me and my other buddy that i play a lot of games with have always said this when uh especially with liking so many square uh, annex games that why don't they just wait to announce a game like a few months before it's going to release because then you build up all that hype and then it's released and it's like really exciting but now you know they announce these games you you have so much hype for it and but it, then by the time it actually comes out it dies off and if it gets delayed it pretty much kills that hype um but yeah you know i think when we were younger it was more um aggravating when they delayed it because you know when you're younger you're just kind of like impatient for all these things you don't really understand all the things that go behind making a game and you know why it needs to be pushed back but you know as we get older it's like okay you know i'd rather them just push it back because it's it's going to be polished and uh it'll be much better because i think uh, correct me if I'm wrong i think chris i think you probably know this um didn't Doom get pushed back? Doom Eternal get pushed back because there was a major bug in the game that they maybe ran into? Does that ring a bell? Um, I, I wouldn't say no. I mean, I, 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 I have to look somewhere. back and see exactly why it was pushed back, but um, it was only pushed back a couple months. This This is different. This is like, right, we have no right. idea when this is going to come out, even though this was scheduled for pretty soon spring 2020 right and so I, and i had uh i was just talking to rich and so long ago and i was saying i wonder i i doubt it but i wonder if it's sort of, sort of like a metroid prime 4 deal where they're like we really don't like a lot of what's going on let's just scrap but um before i knew what you just said richie about them still working on it um and it being indefinite because when you hear indefinitely that that's what made me think wow are they like starting over or are they just not telling us um but now it seems like maybe they just ran into a lot of problems or like with what you said they have a really big vision for it and they really want to make it come true because uh the first one was great uh richie you and i had a great time with it and uh uh, wanted to improve on it so I mean, I'm and fine the, with it. You know, I, I'm not in a rush to get it. I'm sure and the first one was like, great. and the first one was kind of even slightly run, you know, like color by number or whatever the heck you want to paint by numbers. Like it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like groundbreaking. They, they worked with an, a nice parkour system and then they just kind of had 
you know, a nice, decent map that had kind of the right flow. And then they just had like straightforward missions and stuff. This, if you watch the like E3 or whatever video that came out, it like goes into like that gameplay. And it's like, I think four points in the video, you can make a choice that seems like it would change something in the game forever. Like Mm. the first thing, it's just like, do you want to chase the truck or stay with your injured friend? Like those are two very different decisions that go very different ways. And so like to imagine like how much, you know, how much do you have to script something to, to that? Like you basically are making a hundred different stories happen. Cause it's like, okay, well, if you choose to stay with your friend, that's one big giant branch. And what, you know, what does it affect if you do that versus if you chase the car? Well, okay. The friend dies, but then now this thing opens up to you. And then like, you know, each branch has like 50 branches. So like the complicated, you know, arc of those narratives has to take a lot to work on. And I think, I think they like showed that and they, they were excited about something like that. And then they were just like, yeah. Oh, oh crap. This takes way more work than we realized. <laughs> or something. Hey, I'll power to them. You know, like I said, I'm really yeah. wait. You know, I'm not in a rush for anything. And it's not like any of us are, I mean, you know, ready to like, like you were just saying before, uh, Chris, how about how we have so many games on a backlog, you know? So it's like when it comes out, when it it comes out, you know, it's not like that's exactly. a single game that we're waiting for, but I'm sure, you know, yeah. some people it is, but Hey, yeah, it, it's just, a, a, I've saw this and it's like, I, I've just been seeing a lot of delays lately. And so I just thought this would be an interesting topic just to discuss for a few minutes and, and get your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but before crazy. we, Okay, go, go, well, go. Sorry, I had to cut you off um, yeah, to make no. the time. Uh, one quick topic I'd like to talk about before we end the, this episode is, um, and I know this this is more near and dear to Seth and I, uh, yes. the, <laughs> the Super Smash Ultimate uh, announced their last fighter for their first fighter pass, which they announced a second fighter pass of six characters, but this is the final one for this fighter pass. They announced another freaking fire emblem character byleth seth you know how much this infuriates us <laughs> um i know i like p- more power to, p- to people who love fire emblem characters I, I is fire emblem really that big like I, I know like the three houses is pretty popular with people but it's no pokemon you know and then pokemon's got what seven characters uh, uh, i'm just trying to uh, count off the yeah. top of my head I, I think it's it's so big in Japan that um, it's become obviously big in, in, in Western culture, but um, I, I'm not surprised. I'm really not surprised, but when I was watching the trailer, like the, the, the Smash Direct that we had, I... You know, I follow a lot of people that do leaks, and I take it with a grain of salt, of course. You know, I, I don't think, you know, this is possible because most of the time, the things that people leak um, don't come true, you know. I was one of the people that believed the Grinch leak back in the day, and that didn't come true. And, you know, it, it was what it was. But um, I was really hyped for so many different, like, you know, of course, Dante. Um, Sora. Was a big one. Uh, yeah, of course, you know, I, I'm with Sora is my top pick, but... Yeah. Um, as soon as Sakurai started saying uh, how like nobody knew, even people in Nintendo didn't know, 
and um, how you might like he was saying something like how you might react with like oh that might not be the first that right there when he said that I was like okay like you could you could feel the like the hearts of (laughs) of Smash players around the country the world just sink as soon as you saw like the fire aesthetic and like the swords were like another sword anime character well, like see, like it, good lord the, it's not the sword thing the sword part doesn't bother me it's just the fact that it's fire Emblem. but now i'm not a fan of fire Emblem. i'm not bashing it to all the power to people that I'm, like I'm, it. yeah i mean you go more power to you if you like fire emblem i'm just but, saying way too much representation that's all i'm saying yeah like I when mean, there's yeah, so many other choices there's so many other choices people want I, uh, waluigi gino doom guy sora like they they show more the me fighters that they announced like Cuphead and Altair, they're like no that's that's not good enough for a character we're gonna make them me costumes like anyone really cares about the less premium me costumes like not the Sans or the Cuphead but the you know like the regular like the, just the costumes over the me face it just look, looks ridiculous but yeah, like and, a full blown character I I think it was but, because all uh, the other four. DLC characters are all third party, and so everyone was like, "Well, you know, if they're going to be consistent, this is going to be a third party character." But no, it's like Nintendo. But a lot of the videos I watched, it seemed like you know, with a new Fire Emblem game, they were you know, Smash is about marketing. You know, any new characters about marketing. So yeah. they're like, "We're going to put this in," and um, you know, I I after after the fallout you know it's like it is what it is i i don't really care but i don't really think that in the next six uh the next six fighters we get is going to be another one possibly another pokemon but you know, <laughs> yeah you know they need a grass type I, I don't i don't condone a lot of the hate that has uh come up for sakurai because a lot of people have been really hateful uh against him it's like yeah i didn't agree with it but hey you know he's the mastermind behind the game he's given us banjo and uh you know and all the other characters that people were uh really hero k rule you know yeah he's got a good group there (laughs) he has the final say but nintendo already uh suggested um, I, I think I think that's what it was. He it was already set in stone a while ago, but Nintendo I think brought Sakurai a bunch of names and and that was it. And he, that's what he's doing for the final pass too. So they're all set in stone. But um, I don't think anyone really has the right to complain because hey, you know the game we're getting so much music like for sixty bucks, the game is practically worth over two hundred with all the content we have. So yeah, in the end, in the end, no one should be complaining. I don't agree with it, but yeah, hey, it's not really anyone I'm excited for. I think most people are excited for in the moment, like reveal, and then after the fall, it's like, okay, it is what it is, you know. We got six. With that, what are, what are the chances uh, all the nerds rallying together in anger will get it changed like we got Sonic changed? Zero. The Sonic no movie, way. you know. No Zero. No <laughs> but how funny would that be if they were like, really all right, fine. Because, you know, you need break. The only time I think uh, the, the Smash Ultimate has been changed is when, before the game came out, Game & Watch had a feather, like an Indian feather for his Ford Smash, I think it was. And some obscure somebody complained about it and they changed it. Um, to avoid, I don't know, racism or something. 
Um, but other than that, I wouldn't want them to change it even if I don't like it because then you, you, once you, you open up the floodgates, it's a slippery slope. So let it be what it is. Let people enjoy it, you know, for the character that they like. And, you know, if they had said we're not announcing more, like six more characters, I could see it being like, well, you know, there's no way they would end the final pass and final character on Byleth, but the fact that we're getting six more, everyone should just shut up and just let it be what it is. That's that's the official word. Everyone shut up. Shut up. Let it, <laughs> let it go. That has spoken. <laughs> no, I, I agree for the most part. Just we're getting six more characters. I I don't like him being there, but if people makes, makes like sense. him, like more power to you, I just won't be playing him. Oh, Byleth and... is a dude. It sounds like a girl name. <laughs> It, well, it's, it's a, he can be a chick or a dude, kind of like, like kind of like Corin, main character. Yeah, of the yeah game. It, that's the other thing I think a lot of people didn't like is because you know it's it's a um what do you call it? It's like a it's uh, like uh, I can't even think of it. it. It's like your character that you pick that doesn't really have a personality, and that's why people are like, well, yeah. you know, it doesn't. They're just like the. The, the default character you pick throughout you your, might, your it might as well be a me yeah yeah I guess. yeah you know all they do is like oh you're going to die mm-hmm no <laughs> you know like you know there's just nothing to it but hey i'll play them you know i'm not saying i'm gonna main i probably won't but i think it'll add an interesting mechanic that's one really good thing that sakura adds to every character uh it's from, at least for the dlc um that each one has their own specific mechanic. And so, you know, hey, whatever. I, I, I just like the idea of adding different worlds and, and, and new genres to the game. But uh, like I said, they got six more fighters coming. I'm sure he'll do just that. You know, I don't, I don't have any doubts in him. Right on. What if he becomes your favorite character? Well, then I guess I have to be... No. No. (laughs) No. No. Well, okay, so the final uh, little news thing that I thought would be fun to talk about before we close out the podcast, a little bit more lighthearted. And I just thought this was hilarious when I saw it. Um, CNN reports, um, a man took over an airport monitor to play video games until officials told him, quote, game over. <laughs> um, so here's they write, most airport travelers um, with time on their hands will open a book, browse on their phone, or take a nap. Others will take things a level further. A man traveling through Oregon's Portland International Airport on Thursday was caught playing a video game on one of the airport's video monitors. I couldn't believe it. You got all these monitors there, and he's playing a video game. um and then they have a like they actually show a picture of him just sitting there with headphones like you know like where you see like schedules of flights scrolling on on monitors they have him literally playing games on one of those main monitors like you'd be (laughs) looking everyone would be looking at i think he was playing Um, apex legends wasn't he yeah he was well yeah he's okay so it says here uh i heard he appeared to be playing (laughs) <laughs> he, the game he appeared to be playing after plugging into the monitor outlet was the popular battle royale game Apex Legends. CNN was not able to identify the passenger who commandeered the monitor. Um, 
the airport officials approached the man asking. Uh, he unplugged the game from the monitor. They received an answer they weren't quite expecting. He politely asked personnel <laughs> if he may finish his game. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> the airport said no. So the game was over before the passenger who, who complied. Uh, we would love travelers to plug into our power outlets, but just ask that they don't plug into anything else. Well, <laughs> I'm surprised that I, he didn't get like uh, I, may, maybe it's too much but I'm surprised they didn't have security like not arrest but really I mean like you could really mess up someone's it, uh, I mean there's so many monitors you can look at but you know I don't know well, but in question there is a map one above the one he's playing so I guess I mean, if they're show- but you think they're both showing multi- the same image on, this, on two different screens I mean probably not but still, it was harmless. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that's... if if it was Fortnite, I would say get him arrested. But, you know, <laughs> that, yeah, there you go. If it was Smash, I'm sure they would ask to join. <laughs> yeah, he say let's smell it and sell it. And smell yeah, he should have just slowly, just like looking, oh staring God. at them, and they're like, please, can you leave? And he just slowly lifts up uh, a GameCube controller in the air towards them, and they're just like, you need to leave. And he just like so holds if, it there. If I'm gonna leave, and just holds it there. You need to freestyle me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like God. they could have just thrown him out. Like at least they were polite, and the guy didn't seem very violent. He's just like, "Can I finish my game?" They're like, "Nah." So I just like, wonder, right. like, what was running through his mind? Like, he did he just think it was okay, or did he want to do it just to be <laughs> funny? That in the chance that by chance that he would, you know, like this, like get on the news. I, I don't know. It's like when you go to like an airport or like a, a train station, I take the train a lot. Like you see people just plugging in outlets wherever they can find them to charge their phones. But this is like totally different where you're commandeering a like, a, you know, an, an own screen by their company and just like using it for whatever. Like what if that has like, you know, flight times that people needed to see right, and you're just right. like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think the dude so, was just itching to get some W's, you know. What can you say? There's alternatives out there. Like you can find, like I know it's kind of they're kind of expensive, but like you can find like portable projectors or like little mini screens to play these kinds of games. I know it's like not ideal, but it, he's gonna my, commandeer a, nephew, a screen. Had a suitcase, like a suitcase PlayStation, where the screen was in the top half and the PlayStation was in the bottom half. Oh, I saw uh, this video just uh, yesterday. I don't know what these people were waiting in line for, but he had this big backpack on and had this hookup, had a TV over top, like the, the, the back or the front of his backpack. It was a TV, had a uh, controller like for GameCube playing Smash. So people were waiting in line playing Smash on the TV that was connected to his backpack. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Where can I get one of those? Yeah, really. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I mean, like, it, it could have just been easy to, to use a projector, but I mean, yeah, he really was itching for the wins, I suppose. <laughs> but like Apex, out of all things, it takes so long sometimes when you complain. You know, well, like, how do you get the internet some... connection too? Like, how do you play that on a monitor without an internet? That's a yeah, pretty. Strong you can do that for spot. PlayStation. I guess, yeah, like, if your if your phone is, but and then I've tried to use hotspot. What can you? And it, it, it sucks. <laughs> Is it like a plug-in USB, like Ethernet or Wi-Fi connector kind of thing, and then it'll just go off of that? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I don't really know. Because I don't think you could play Apex Legends without it being online, right? No. No. Yeah, yeah. that's a good question. Didn't think about that. 
What a weirdo. <laughs> At least he tried. I'll go. I'll give him props for trying, but yeah, don't, don't, you know, just wait till you get home, kids. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> or play the switch. Play the switch, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't have to commandeer screens. You just have that. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, so that that concludes the news topics for this week, this episode. Um. Um, just to close out, I, I want to thank the audience for tuning in, listening to our first episode. Um, this is something brand new that I'm trying out just to kind of build an audience and see what, if you guys like it or not. Um, I want to thank my co-hosts, Richie and Seth. Richie, where can you, um, where can people go to find you if they want to follow you? Um, on... not creepily, just like on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can find me at Chick Fil A. No, um, you can find me. At, I believe it's just uh, the Lionhearted Music on Instagram, uh, YouTube.com slash Lionhearted. If you want to see some games or music based things, I think you're cutting out there a little bit. Yeah, I yeah, am. Someone's calling. I feel bad, but yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Okay. So. Facebook.com slash the Lionheart official. Uh, I don't know if, if any of that didn't get caught in there or not, but um, yeah, just anything, search the Lionhearted anywhere and eventually you'll find me, I guess. How about you, Seth? Um, I don't really do anything with YouTube or I literally have a YouTube account just to watch things like most people. Um, but, just to yeah, annoy nothing, me when I'm streaming. Yeah, yeah just to annoy you <laughs> streaming. It's uh, text to voice. So, um, I mean, whatever, you know, my, there's really nothing I do uh, that to really follow me on. So, I mean, it is what it is. You know, if you type in my name. You, sure. have, a, you um, have a Twitter. You have a Twitter? Oh, you can yeah. Follow you yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. Find me on Twitter. <laughs> it's right here. But I don't I don't really keep up with anything. You know, I literally have things just to uh, spy and be creepy and stalk people. No, I really don't do that. Uh, just Richie. <laughs> just Richie. <laughs> we'll, we'll find uh, more to come on that. <laughs> <laughs> and as for me, you could find me at anywhere at the Frog Soul. That's Frog with a PH. If you haven't already seen the title of this podcast. Um, <laughs> and as for uh, next week or next episode, I keep saying week. I might do this as like a bi-weekly thing. I'm not sure. It just depends on our adult schedules because we're all very busy people. Um, but uh, for the next episode, um, I'd like to discuss as the main topic, uh, just just growing older as as gamers and how um, life in general gets in the way of being a gamer. You know, the older you get, the less time you have to do things you want to do, you know, especially if you have kids like Seth and myself, it makes it very, very difficult. But you try and find pockets um, where you can find them. But like just just growing up in general, being an adult, how how different responsibilities will get in the way of being a gamer and how being a gamer with that going on is affected. Like you won't be able to, you know, go and do everything you want to do that gamers, you know, twice, <laughs> twice, you know, like half your age will be able to do in that time. Like we, we complain about it all the time. Like, oh, you have so much time to do all this stuff and we, <laughs> we can't even keep up with you. But we'll discuss that more in the next episode. So I, I hope you enjoyed Frog Talk. Thank you for joining us and have a great week. 
Next Take week, we're going to talk mayonnaise sandwiches. I don't know. Have a good night, everyone. Take care. All right. See ya.